What's up? Whoa. Oh, yeah. What's it? Pretty good. What's that dude texting us about the show for? I know, he right? knows we got a show to do. Whoa. <laughs> what if I accidentally let out all my good ideas on the text thread? Then we'll, we'll be screwed. Oh, like me? Yeah, like you. <laughs> right. I said one thing, and it was very vague. It was very vague. But it was you, though. Yeah, so it was yeah, very clear. We knew. Yeah, yeah, you did. God damn it. <laughs> That's, all I said. That's all I said to the text, right? God We're damn just it. sitting there. <laughs> we, I was watching um, uh, the... The it said second episode, but it was clearly the first episode of Gilligan's Island mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, last night, and um, and they made it all the way through that episode. And the very last thing is a racist thing where Gilligan's oh, no. dressed as a as a like Mumbubi tribe or something. Oh uh, boy! <laughs> Do they like, consider the first episode the one where it's the different cat, like the pilot, where the cast is I, I different have, and stuff? I have no idea. It says. Season one, episode two, hmm. and it's the it's everyone from the SS Minnow waking up from the shipwreck. That's that seems like episode one. Yes. So that makes sense that the the previous pilot or whatever would be technically counted as episode one. Right. My screen time is up eight percent. Oh, good oh, I just said I have an average of six hours a day. I think it's uh, yeah. My mine shamed me by not giving me a percentage. <laughs> yeah. Just told you that you're doing too much. You're doing too much. So tw- I, so Gilgan's Island had a chance to not be. Does it have one of those like disclaimers at the beginning? Like this show took place. No, in this is time. on. It's it's on Tubi. Uh huh. And to be fair, uh huh. <laughs> I don't care. They don't care. They don't, Did you just... know, in the early episodes, if you look in the background during the title credits, the flags are at half staff because John F. Kennedy had just been killed, and they filmed it just a couple days after the assassination. Jesus, can but you imagine? Um, like eh, JFK, no. JFK it's... just got assassinated. It's like okay, well that's tough and everything, but I still got to make Gilligan's Island. <laughs> gotta gotta get our B roll. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a Japanese movie called Matango, and uh, I highly recommend Matango. I don't want to give anything away, but it's like Mushroom People, I guess, okay. like, similar to Last of Us. And in it, uh, it's a group in a boat, a small group mm-hmm. in a boat that gets stranded on this island with Mushroom People. There's like a sickness in Mushroom People, and the people on board, mm-hmm. it's like there's like a, a skipper. And a uh-huh. bubbling first mate, okay, and okay. a movie star, and I believe a rich. Co- it's nuts. It's like do they have and the rest? Yeah, it's and it came says- out. It came out in Japan like I feel. I want to say like a month before Gilligan's Island came out. Oh, or whoa, something. that's uh, weird. So they would have been like- in production like the same time. Oh, okay. I, I was. It's really like, strange. It was going to be later, and it was like, oh, clearly it was like. Influenced by or referencing, but no, it's just convergent evolution. Yeah. At that time, yeah. when you're when you're pitching a boat, you're thinking, okay, what kind of people can get on a boat? Okay, well, definitely yeah. the people that manage the boat. So that's <laughs> two. Wouldn't it be fun if one of them were an idiot? <laughs> of course, yeah, the perfect <laughs> dynamic. And then let's see, we've got to be someone rich enough to get on a boat ride. So a rich person, very expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> They're married. Um, the okay. So then, I watched the episode of Car Fifty Four uh, this morning. Ooh, okay, ooh. the writing on Car Fifty Four is so much better than Gilligan's Island. Yeah. I, I'm I'm literally sitting there like laughing. I stopped it and rewound a part to show Stevie like, look how funny this <laughs> is. Um, because <laughs> there's the, the the guys Francis and Tootie uh, mm-hmm. arrested this ring this ring of like uh, uh, car thieves. And it was a it was a lady and two gentlemen, and mm-hmm. they had them lined up. And Gunther Tootie needed to frisk them all, and he walked by the lady. And says, "Ma'am," frisks the two guys, walks back to where he was, and says, "Ma'am," as he passes by. 
<laughs> and it's so stupid and it's so funny and it, it, it's it's a really good show i highly recommend that one's on um freebie okay freebie um so i think that's all the news we have as far as what's streaming and where yeah okay. i can't imagine well what else we would report i oh, yeah i guess so wait this something's nagging at me yeah, me too oh well what is that yeah i don't um, know <laughs> but uh I, I highly recommend car 54 guys car 54 is really doing it for you oh yeah? oh the reason why i brought it up is because al uh, not grandpa lewis um was in this episode <laughs> not as the landlord character and not as his future police officer version this is a this is a third al lewis character in People car just 54. didn't care right like i guess it's no, like just, or didn't remember no... No well, they used to do that all the time on Lucy. It's like, oh, Mrs. Ricardo, that guy, like, would yeah. pop yeah. up all over the damn place. But, like, as the same Which guy? Is... No, like, as a different person. That's, you know, people just didn't care. Or No, it, and I, there's other characters, too, where it's like, oh, she was Carolyn Appleby, but she's also the waitress, and I don't know, some shit. I'm sure there are people who know. I don't. If, if we had a, an actor that played, like, different roles on a show it would be notable today i mean garrett dillahunt yeah. played two different characters on deadwood but even that like it is notable it's like hey can, can you imagine he played two different characters one of them was heavily made up so that sort of helps a little bit but that's nuts to play three different characters it just shows you what like so a, far a different time yeah exactly paul lind was two characters on bewitched he was Uncle Arthur, but he was also a driving instructor. Like, Even Paul Lynch, like, like you would recognize he's him. He's very notable. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. We still know Paul Lind. Right? Yes. Yeah. And he's been dead. And for I don't even know what time. from. But probably from Match Game or something? Match or Game and Bewitched? Probably. Not Match yeah. Game. Um, Hollywood, Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't it's imagine funny. that he played somehow two different styles of those characters. No, v- very similar. Very, very similar. <laughs> but Is I think that's just style? what it was. Uh, for him, I don't think so. Um, no. But I think that was just the thing. It's like, wow, that guy was really good. We should get him back here to do this part. Like, nobody's yeah. going to... Re- There's no such things as reruns. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor was like on yes. two different or three different episodes of three's company three's company as different yes. characters yes then shows up in the ropers yes as a fourth character jeez it's um just, the guy who played martin like crane so on fraser was a jingle writer in an episode of cheers right and in cheers fraser mm. mentions that his dad has passed away oh and he doesn't have a, or he's an only child too right like he, they just mentioned the, that they definitely mentioned that his parent, his both his parents are dead, and then like maybe in season two or three, like I think Woody shows up into town, and he's like, yeah. "Wait, Fraser told me you were dead." Yeah, it's totally awesome. <laughs> it's like, like brought it's totally up, refer- <laughs> like he was ashamed of his family in Seattle. That's yeah. the best. That's that's better. Like from, that's the yes. that's the ability that we have is that okay, you're gonna play, you're gonna have a discontinuity. Well, then you're gonna explain it or. You're going to tell me why this person's playing two different characters. I feel like it was at a time when people just like didn't remember. Like you didn't have VCRs. You didn't have reruns. What's a rerun? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. so, it's all ephemeral. So like... I feel like by the time Frasier came around, they started doing Cheers reruns. And people are like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> well, something's going on here. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, always, it's, it's always weird to see Cheers people come into Frasier. Yeah. Except for one. One didn't come on. Yep. R.I.P. R.I.P. Kiersey Alley didn't to go on that because of her beliefs. Because psychiatry is not what she she thinks that's evil. So she didn't want to be on that show. Also, Coach. You could edit that out. That didn't land very well. Yeah, she wasn't (laughs) on Coach either. No, I I don't want to edit it out, but your connection dropped a bit, and so I might have to, but I don't want to. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. You just sound a little matrixy. I think Zenu oh, okay. was okay. taking care of him. Oh shit! Probably. Funny enough, Coach also mm-hmm. has problematic ideas of the world. Oh no! That's a different Coach. Coach <laughs> from Coach. Yeah, Coach from Coach. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> kind of. Coach with the one with Dauber. 
who yes. Pam Dauber was in Mork for Mork. Yes, she was. Or Mark for Mark was in Pam Dauber. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. That's how we got mirth. <laughs> I I couldn't tell you anything about Mork Mork and Mindy. But I Really? You, didn't, you didn't watch it as a kid? I don't rem- I watched it all the time. I don't remember anything. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I leave the TV on for the dog and I put it on the Happy Days channel for uh, on Pluto. So I've uh-huh. become reacquainted with uh, Mork and Mindy and Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley especially is totally holds up. That show is rock solid. Oh, okay. The, the whole, strongest of the three. The so you can watch those extent. on, you can watch those on Pluto. All right. On Pluto. On the, uh, yes. Uh, the, I okay. think that was the streaming thing that I was thinking about was okay. I needed to update yeah. you guys on the happy days channel, but that show is fun. Well, at the end of every episode, Mork does his um, report out to Orson and right. that's how I know it's time for us to leave and go to school because we have to leave by eight o'clock. So if it's seven fifty-five, Orson is talking. <laughs> so I kept on saying that to, to, to my daughter, and she's like, "How do you know? How do you know?" It's like, just trust me. Like when Orson, sh- it, it no, it's it's part of the formula, and we just got to go. We got to get your lunch. Let's go. <laughs> Does she think you wrote on Mork and Ork or Mork, and Mindy? But showrunner, <laughs> she she thinks. When he reports to Orson, mm-hmm. is it a similar vibe to Mike TV in the TV? Like it's a black, it, it's a black background. It kind of is, and like the way he kind of back and forth. The kind of way he shifts back and forth with his arms out to the side. Yeah, it's very Mike TV. I never thought of that. Okay, cool. If only there was someone <laughs> to Photoshop Mark from Ork talking to Orson from Mike TV's Vision TV. <laughs> Let's see it. If only. if only. And we should be watching it. We should be enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> right now. Like we do. <laughs> like we enjoyed the, the Sweet Tooth stage show at the Good Time Theater. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Sweet Tooth on Ice. And they had that rain yeah. curtain that came down. That's awesome. That's a uh, very deep Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I remember. Well, I saw, I saw, I think I meant, did I mention this on the, I had to have mentioned this. I believe I mentioned this. If I didn't mention it on, on the show, you'll be very excited to hear. Okay. Um, I went to see Snoopy on Ice at the Good Time Theater at Knott's for the first mm-hmm. time right before the pandemic. And I'm pretty sure we talked about it, but there is a segment in it where they ice dance to a They Might Be Giant song. Yeah, you told me about that. That's awesome. Yeah. What song? Uh, the uh, a song about the sun. The sun is a something as deadly laser. Sun is a, a massive incandescent gas. Yes, I it's think a, that's what it was. Why does the sun shine? Oh, I was just like, picturing it being like the Snoopy Holiday on Ice special. I was like, well, that's not a Christmas song at all. But I guess there's <laughs> no. Just they do. Snoopy they do it year song. round. They do. Oh. They have like different versions, like Country Bear. I love it. That's Speaking cool. of Country Bear. Yes. Um, I, I know Ryan texted us about this, oh. uh, but I mean, how many, I, I, I wrote in my notes four times uh-huh. and it's Bobby <laughs> and before it actually showed that it was Bobby. Cause the tank was so heavily set up in the previous episode. We got the bus but, jammed up at the roadblock and here comes the tank. But even they were trying to build up the suspense. Right. Even to the point where one of the kids says, who's in there? Right. It's just not a question you ask. Are they fucking with us? Are they (laughs) fucking with us? Is it not Bobby? Because who else would it be? Here's the thing. For me, because I have such a block on Bobby, I was like, (laughs) could it be? It's like, well, Sweaterfest wouldn't come and help them because Animal Arm. Like, I was trying to think of anybody else it could be, and Bobby was not even close to being anywhere okay. on my radar really? somebody came up i was oh but we mentioned it Did we... <laughs> was it in the text thread or was it on the show it was on the text where... thread. i said i was, it was my prediction for this week i was saying oh, that... that bobby was gonna pop out someplace like yeah michael no, dukakis be... style like, like dukakis yeah oh you did that's right <laughs> oh my god you're a genius i totally blocked that out too <laughs> just, just because <laughs> They were it was Rufus and Bobby were like teaming up and Rufus had his eyes set on the tank. And so I just I I figured that's how they'd spend their goofy shot this week. And they sure did with Bobby M back. I was so <laughs> upset. I was so unreasonably upset. I stood up and walked around like 
He's back. We we tried to warn you. He am back. Oh and what does he say? He am back. I, Bo- I he said no, Bobby am he... back. Bobby am back. Bobby, Bobby got, got back. back. <laughs> <laughs> what? So... Like I, I I don't know. I was waiting for it, but is it? Is there a thing in the show where they're like, okay, we're gonna allow in the edit? You probably did a bunch of stupid shots. You can keep one. Pick one your favorite. Episode. Yeah, I feel like that's like this one had the kids all tumbling into the aisle of the bus. Like, that was like a little goofy, like little rascals. It was a little goofy, but I feel like the Bobby one. That's uh, over the it, top. Yeah. Over the yeah, top for sure. Yeah. And I, I get Could it. I like, take it. <laughs> ever since you put it that out, we've been we've been looking for it and seeing it. I think. I know we've got like at least five examples of the one goofy shot of the episode. Yeah. But okay, so the the dude, the mullet guy, apparently has who he hated hybrids, thinks mm-hmm. Bobby's a pretty cool dude now. Yeah, and he and, and he and uh, Big Man, it was like, okay, let bygones be bygones. I know we had a scuffle, but Bobby's a cool guy. You keep an eye on Bobby. Yeah, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna and take Bobby my tank. walks down, and then Bobby walks down the the aisle of the bus. Um, oh my god, what song was think... it down to? It was like Saturday Night Fever or something. It was like a strut song, right? It was, it was uh, Paul Simon. Was it still Paul Simon? That's a good. I song. think so. I guess he was str- Did you he guys was, he was get, strutting? Did you get the Paul Simon joke? Yes. He's short. No. no. Well, so that means Bobby... he is. Because one of the lyrics to 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover is just hop on a bus, Gus. Oh. <laughs> okay, is, I got it. Which is the only Gus. line of that song that really applies to the situation at hand. Well, because the, the, I, I see that's, that's where I came from it the other way is because the song started when Tiger and Bear were parting ways again. And the, I feel like it's almost implied that they have a romantic relationship. And I uh-huh. felt that last week. And I was feeling it again this week, and I was like, here's something that justifies yeah, what I'm were. saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I felt that the, the title of the song was like more evidence for them having a romantic relationship is that they are leaving their lover. But then the pop of the bus guest lyric is probably the, the actual reason. Yes. Because later on, they, they even refer to each other as like sisters. So... Um, I don't know, it's Pride Month. I was just looking for what I thought <laughs> what I thought yes. might be there. Isn't that a band? Scissor Sisters? The Scissor Sisters, yes. <laughs> oh well there you go. It's full circle. It all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. Um yeah. Episode, I, oh wait. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say of the show, yes. Yes, I I agree. And again, it keeps moving along because we're like I know. Uh, maybe, maybe event, maybe eventually, uh, uh, Bobby will show up in the tank and save the day or something. But it's like, nope. Very first thing you see this episode is the tank. I know, and um, even stuff like that. The 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 expanded or the the quick action of this show. Amy, we noticed she was sick last episode, and she's <laughs> saying her goodbyes in this episode. I know, I'm not yeah. sure she'll last out the season, the way how how quickly things are going. But I yeah. did. I I have been watching season one with my kid, and I have do I do have a couple of color themes to report. Like you were saying, hey, look for purple. Oh, yeah, purple okay. is a theme color on the show that we may not have noticed. Um, hmm. When they had the blood test to find out if you have the sick, if it turns purple, that's a positive. Oh, and that's what okay. happened when, when they burned that guy alive in his house. And oh. when Doctor Singh, what was uh was uh. Annie, Amy, when a- was the Amy scarf purple? I think so. I think so. Yeah, or her jacket. Okay. I, there's definitely something. I don't remember specifically, but no. um, the other one because I'm only like a couple episodes through for season, but where Doctor Singh when he's low, low on supplies and he finally makes the choice to start experimenting on hybrids, the flare that he shoots up for secret sauce is purple. Oh, so there's like flares aren't like usually purple. that color. No, the flowers are blue, man. Everyone calls them purple on the show, but they look blue to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, you said um, flares. I thought you said flowers. My bad. Flares. No, flare. Uh, the 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 implication when he had the flare is that there's like he's got a case of flares, and each one has a little label next to it. Like this is the flare you should if you want oh, surgical scalpels. So, 
Okay. But yeah, you're right. That it's not usually sense. purple. Uh, I, I like that big man's like, okay, kids, you got five minutes, and the only thing you could do is pee. Here, let's pull up next to this playground. Right. I wrote down <laughs> the same fucking thing. <laughs> God damn it. Good good placement. <laughs> also, a good burn is last one. There's a stinky fart. Um, <laughs> skunk was not happy poor, about poor that. Poor Skunk Boy didn't like that one. Did he like it because he was offended because his name is Stinky Fart? <laughs> Stinky Fart Skunk. That's the name they came up with. <laughs> Earl the Elephant and Stinky Fart the Skunk. <laughs> they, they're ignorant. They don't know any better. <laughs> he thought that might they be don't. a good name. They're stupid animals. Ben's right. Hybrids That's right. are dumb. They should yeah. be shot and killed. They caused the sick. They're our enemies. <laughs> well, if that um, dude that ate the skunk fart isn't doesn't have the sickness by now, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they have any correlation. I think he might have gotten. I wonder how close he was to the fire that Amy set, because she knocked him out and then she set that fire. I, I know a lot of the last men didn't make it through this episode. Like I was upset when the animal army when Abbott got the drop on on Tiger somehow because they never explained how that happened. Yeah. So we have here we have the animal army sneaking around like we're going to take him out tonight and like we've shown before that they are competent. They're not just a bunch of kids mm-hmm. playing dress up. So they've got him surrounded, and next thing we know, Abbott's there, and it's like, okay, I don't know how that happened, uh, but it really sucks. But then in the later scene when they show like the the, the last bodies. men pulling up bodies, yeah, there's a lot of last men there. So it's like, it's not, it wasn't just one sided. Yeah. Like the animal army did their damage too. Right. They just didn't get Abbott. Go, can I go back to Amy real quick? Yeah. Um, we've been trying to figure out if people who get sick um, are sort of uh, shit. If, if nature's selecting them because they're anti-nature. Right. If she's carrying around this vial full of Roy, would nature oh. be like she has harmful, she has something to harm nature on her persons and that kind of puts up a red flag for nature to be like, okay, she's no good. That makes a lot of sense because like, it, because it's like uh, maybe it's it, you know we don't want to think of it as unintelligence. Something smart enough to be like that's Amy. She's a good person. But if it's something yeah. just like a force, hey, you're carrying around Roy's gland secretions on you. That's bad. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She, I love the way she talked about Roy when she was telling Big Man that she wasn't going to use the the yeah. super sauce. His name was Roy. It, he liked soccer. Yeah. It, it, but at the same time, I, I, mean, I, I get it. I think I totally get it. Right. Like, that's fucked up. Like, that's the only thing left of Roy. Um, but also, like, it, it's shitty because what did he die for? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know about injecting like a kid, you know, into your body still is still a fucked up thing to think about. It is. So it's, a, it's yeah. What do you do? It's a, it's and a I super, feel like she just, she made her decision like that's I can't. Yeah. And it's justifiable, but that's the, it's a very, the the question has a lot of implications. You could definitely debate it and think about it for mm-hmm. a long time. Like there's, and if you do do it and you feel better, like you still know that you did this thing. It's it, like kind of right. saying seeing seeing was like didn't want to cut into hybrids, but once he did, he was like forever. This is like I might as well just keep going. Can't go back. Yeah, and, and, but then also- you can also, if you're still thinking about it, like, oh, well, if you're alive, you can help the kids. Like, if you die exactly. sick, the kids don't have your protection. Right. So, ugh. Um, I could see her taking an injection of Roy and then feeling better. But then, like, she starts getting withdrawals. And every time she looks at one of the kids on the farm, like a <laughs> cartoon turn- morphs into a bottle, <laughs> a vial. <laughs> or a hot dog. <laughs> or a hot dog. What the hamburger. Yeah, mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
when when they showed Abbott and all the last men and stuff, I'm like, where's Johnny? Yeah. Where's Johnny to keep this stuff from happening? I thought that was Johnny's whole point was to um was to keep uh, his brother in line. But we had no Johnny. Do you think he's still around? Do you think maybe he he just ended up running away? I think that yeah, John, if Johnny's going to be out of the picture, they're going to show us when it happens. I don't think that it's just going to be like, oh, and yeah. by the way, Johnny's gone. Whereas there was something, um, there's someone that did bow out that I figured that we're just never going to hear from Ben again. And I, I don't know if it wasn't Singh's really. wife. No, I the think we're definitely. Wife. I feel like there was there was someone where I was like I I can see not hearing about that again, but I can't remember. So, but her ending her her ending last week where she was walking off and then smiling, that felt like closure to her story. Yes, but we also didn't see sing this episode. We didn't see the doctor, right? So we don't know where what he's up to. But it sounds like, you know, everything already happened at the zoo, and the zoo's yes. over with. So we have I no so. idea. His his shit's all burnt up. Yeah. Where's he going? He, Where is he? And he doesn't presumably know about Yellowstone. So, you know, he right. what's going to... I don't know where he's going to go from. Oh, but I did uh, see the episode where they had the dinner party. Um, and they also, in that episode, used gargoyle as their code word, as their safe word to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we, we had suspected. And it was Dr. Singh who said it. And Ronnie, who was just like, nah, never mind. We're just going to stick around. Don't worry about it. And it's like, that's not how those work. <laughs> so you're saying that there was setups to payoffs that we didn't realize were payoffs. Basically, yeah. Like we for completely forgot about. I need to just rewatch season one because it's eight episodes. It's not the fact that we're only in season two. Like, I feel like I'm so much farther into this show than I am. Um, right. we, we've done, this is our 15th episode. That's it. 15. Yeah. And we're yeah, super it, deep in this story. I should, we, I'm definitely going to rewatch season one and two before season three happens. You don't need it for the story because I think that's another aspect of how well done the show is, is that the story is presenting itself throughout this season in such a way that you, you could probably have not seen the first season and still totally understand what's happening. But you yeah. just get more depth and more little connections and stuff the more you uh, yeah. are hip with what happened in season one. I feel like, though, with when we did, like, Lost and stuff, it was we were, like, super deep into it, rewatching episodes, getting really into it and theorizing and being able to point that stuff out that it, it's probably beneficial to us to, <laughs> to sort of right. know these things. Because you're bringing right. this stuff to the table now, I'm like... Oh, holy shit. I'm missing. I can't be getting so much more out of this show that I already love so much. Yeah. I mentioned it at season in episode seven. Like it's a bit late. I get it. <laughs> no, no, but that's not, that's what I'm saying is like, I wish I would have watched the show. It's not right. on you. No, no. I know you're saying doing, it's... you're doing this thing where that it's like, it's like, oh man, you, you should season one has like set up <laughs> the things that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they only explained so much in the previous um, previously on Sweet Tooth, right? Uh, the recap for season one, um, but but yeah, I think I I think I need to go rewatch it because like we it's finally getting to the point where um, like today I, I turned on Sweet Tooth and Stevie was like, oh, I forgot it's Sweet Tooth Day, <laughs> and. It wasn't met with a, oh, we got to watch Sweet Tooth. Like, it's like, right. no, I finally, it's finally sunk in. I love the show and I can't wait to watch it. We have one more episode, but <laughs> it's kind of bumming me right. out. Just the um, time. But it's, but it's, 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 but again, it's only been seven episodes. It's only been seven weeks. Um, right. Fast. It's, Fast. It, it just goes. It just goes. I love One it. of the things that happened this week was like, I, I sort of had talked about it a couple weeks back and watching this episode and how they played out the scenes tell the story, told the story way better than I was trying to talk about it in advance, but it was the angle of Amy knowing that Wendy's her sister and Wendy mm-hmm. not even knowing she has a sister. 
And I was trying to talk about that a couple weeks back about how like that's going to be frustrating. And it super was like from the moment Wendy saw the little pig girl. I mean, Bear saw the little pig bear. Yeah. Just the whole time. Yeah. And then the flashbacks, which we've seen those flashbacks before. Yes. Some. Yeah. 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 Um, It's like, I get it. I get the bear bears been waiting forever to find her sister and to be reunited. Right. But I think it might be, she's still like a teenager though, but she should probably maybe talk to, I would say big man first. (laughs) Maybe they seem to have a relationship where big man obviously told bear like, Oh, she has the sick. Yes. It's like the responsible thing to do. And, and uh, even Amy knew that, that um, assumed that big man told her. Right. So there's yeah, like big, a level of trust there. Absolutely. So I would think that I would think that the best thing for Bear to do, because she almost flat out just told Wendy, Amy. which she I was like, right to, yeah. She I was, was like, yeah, don't, she, she was, don't, don't do this. Don't, please, don't do this. Just maybe talk it through with a Wendy first, or Amy, Amy first. Yeah, Sorry, yeah exactly. Their names, I get them. I get them flip flop. Um, talk to her first, clearly. But even before that, talk to Jeff. Consult with Big Man and just so, be like, so, "Hey, this is the situation. How do you, like I? I'm struggling with this. It needs to be told, but like, just sit down with her. I don't know. It's tough. Oh well, that's. I think that's interesting because part of Bear's arc is that she's like almost feral. She had to raise herself, and so she had access yeah. to two adults in this scenario. One, the mom of the kid who has insight on how the kid works as well as how right. feelings and, and emotions work or a big man, another adult who's been around the world and could, could help her. But the only person she does talk to is tiger, another kid, someone on her level. And you know, tiger yeah. has the same life experience as her. She's not going to give you much more than what you want to hear. Really? She's not, she's a, she's a different kind of sounding right. board than an adult. And uh, and I guess that's kind of kind of what's good with the story is I just watched um, across the Spider Verse. Oh, uh, did you see it, Brian? I'm I have to wait. I have to wait to see it. Okay. I was thinking about it, and you know, did you budgeting, see it? budgeting yeah. and stuff, and I was like, you know, it'll be out eventually. And as soon as I was saying that to myself, I re- re- saw that Disney Plus had Avatar two now mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. okay this is how it works i didn't go see that because of budgeting and now it's available for streaming so you know i might have to just yeah. wait until it comes out if you I, get a chance say... if it shows up in a discount theater yeah if you get a chance to see it on the big screen it's going to be worth your money okay. um but there's a scene in it i mean go ahead sorry go ahead Brian. no 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 it, what, what i was gonna say is it's when i saw the first spider verse into whatever it was it was the only movie where I really saw it and was like, oh, now I get when people say you have to see it on the big screen. Yeah. Like wow. all the detail, all the, the, um, the, um, what do you call it? The, the, the printing, yeah. the, th- the three color printing dots or the six color printing dots and everything like that. I mean, it still looks great on TV, but it was like going to see a work of art in a movie theater. It was, mm-hmm. it was, I, if if you see one movie this year, but I'm, but I'm yeah. serious. It's really the only one where it was like Frank and Weenie in 3d, I think is the only other one where I was like, I'm glad I saw it on a big screen yeah. in 3d. But, um, but the first spider verse movie was just the first spider verse. Awesome. It was absolutely awesome to see it on a big screen. Yeah. The first spider verse I did not see on the big screen. Loved it on home video. Mm-hmm. Um, went and saw this one. I was just like completely and utterly just blown away. I like my eyes. I, I felt like I literally felt like my eyes couldn't be wide enough open to get it all into my eyes. Like it was just like, and it's like two hours <laughs> and 15 minutes. It's a long movie. And I was just like, I need it. I need it more. That's so um, funny. It, it was, it's crazy. But in that movie, there's a scene it's at the very beginning, and I don't think I'm going to spoil anything for you. Um, uh, this was kind of brought up online, and I didn't notice this when I saw it in the theater. Is that at the very beginning, Gwen, Spider-Gwen, Gwen Stacy, um, is going to tell her dad, Captain Stacy. She's struggling telling him 
that um that she's kind of the the spider girl the 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 spider gwen that he's been after uh-huh. and in the moment in the moment the uh the color palette as she's trying to muster up the courage to to say this the color palette turns for, into like a pastel blue white and pink which is the color for uh the trans flag uh-huh and it's essentially saying not necessarily that she's trans, but if you're a trans kid and you you relate to those colors and you know what those colors mean, it has more of an impact on you um, seeing this 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 teenage girl struggle to talk to an adult about afraid, afraid um, of the rejection that might come from her dad explaining right, who she is and, right. and knowing that it's tough and 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 thinking that her dad you know hates this kind of thing. Um, so, so watching Sweet Tooth and seeing Bear kind of do this inner struggle, um, you know, where we as adult men are like, oh, she should just go to, she should, talk she to should just go to Amy. She should, right. yeah, she should go to, to, to big man, but you forget like, that's not easy to do. No. When you're a teenager, adults are like, you know alien you, you don't yeah you don't you don't you don't think of them as people you think of them as something else so um, especially I kinda, I, and i kind of like that now i think i like it more now than her just going as far as a, from a storytelling standpoint like i'm sure when you watch it with your daughter it's going to be you know it's going to have a that scene's going to have a different meaning to her than it does to you as a as a, as a person who's now adult and who's lived through life doing stuff and being right, just talk to the adults. It's very easy for us yeah. to say that. Yeah, but what in what in Bear's life has given her any reason to trust adults? Right. You know, it's like and, even... and and what's great is with uh, Gus's story, like that's almost all he's dealt with is adults. He grew up with Pubba. And right. all the kids are out playing in the the woods. They have this freedom, and Gus is just like laying in his old bed and sitting in his old chair. Like he's like this old, he's like this old man, right? Yeah, like he's the he's... oldest of the kids, and he's he's lived this life. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting seeing him just like you know, like you can he's sit different. in his chair. He's set apart. Yeah. He's been socialized by adults. So yeah. the running around doesn't come naturally to him. It's not something that he has a lot of experience with. And I don't know if that's just me doing the lost thing where I'm trying to insert meaning into stuff for things to kind of make sense or if this is all very intentional. Right. But but I really enjoy that there that there's this show the show is for adults and has adults themes, but it's not with the exception of a couple of the of the little rascal shots, <laughs> it, it's probably giving out some really good messages to kids. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. People are different. People people can smell like skunks and look like elephants, but they're all part of the same team. They can all be friends. <laughs> some of them eat pine cones. I know that another reason I guess wasn't run around with them is that um Bear was basically pulling a Tom Sawyer on all of them, like, okay, who can bring me the most fresh water and who can gather the most fire logs? And Gus is like, no, thank you. My pubba wrote me uh, Huck Finn, so I already know I'm the Tom Sawyer guy. <laughs> That's funny. Um, That's funny. Would you actually... drink? Would you drink the water? <laughs> Hell no. No. <laughs> I, don't want it. I don't want the El- Earl the Elephant Boy's nose water. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, it's gross. not. It's I mean, not. But it was nice not, that they were able to laugh not, about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's t- there's a there's a little bit of a weird contradiction that I that I thought was kind of fun in this episode. What's that? Is what how uh, Big Man tells uh, Gus. He's like, "Hey, listen, man. This is a big world." This is a real big world, and yeah, you, you have know, no idea. You have no idea uh, yet. Like two scenes later, Birdie needs a plane and to it's Alaska. Dolly. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dolly the Airlord. Like, eh, is it a big world? <laughs> is it? So, where 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 Wendy and Bear can end up on the same bus. <laughs> but I mean, I guess they all lived. They must have all lived in the Pacific Northwest. So Yeah, they they are they're all um um local to each other. Uh but Alaska is very far away. Gus was like, oh, how many sleeps? No, you don't get it. We are not going to Alaska. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's a great, great question. <laughs> the episode title, I'll find you. And then, you know, the constant refrain of Birdie saying, I'll find you. And she, that's the last thing she says to Pubba. And then, you know, the reveal on the tape is like, no, I won't. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, but then we just felt... But, I was going to say this felt like a finale because we got, I think, two other episode titles where one was we're out of the woods or we're not out of the woods. Right. I think re- reference and then yeah, the weird to the woods. shit. And weird deer shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this feels like they're, they're wrapping up the season. But I'm like, Mm-mm, I know I have another episode. Like, stop trying to fool me into thinking this is a happy ending because I know it ain't. I'm fully, I'm fully fired up for the next episode. I have a lot of anticipation that it's going to be a, a, something really worthwhile because, and it's the last you know, one too. Yeah, uh, for, I, this, for for a while. Well, I, I from so far, I, they don't have a release date as far as I could tell. But what I've seen is 2024. So okay, you know, that's not that bad. You know, no. depending. I mean, not as bad between season one and two. And this one, we finally get the answer about where the sick came from, like specifically where yeah. the sick came from, because we know that Dr. Jillian was patient zero. Yeah. And uh, little baby Gus's little baby heartbeat and the egg. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Creepy. Like it was a chicken egg, right? Yeah, it was a chicken like it egg. Looked, it literally looked like the kind of eggs I get at the store. Yeah, yeah. Except it just ended up having genetic unit series one in it. And he was like, Finally, I've come here to kick your field goals. <laughs> was the bigger was the bigger white egg? Was that also Gus? I think that was Gus as yes. he was growing. Yeah. Okay. Because it didn't was... have a heart on it. Heart on it. Right. I it was on the um, other side. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like a marker to, for us to track, or if that was like a Peter egg, because I, I want to say like Peter felt like he was older, like grown in the lab too. Yeah, because it didn't. Didn't that egg look more like long, like a like a like a crocodile egg? Crocodile egg. Yeah, I, I it did, but I just I, at the time I thought it was just that Gus's egg was getting bigger because it was trying to grow a human baby. So how? Okay, so how? Let's. I mean, you're probably not going to know. Uh, the show hasn't let us know, but how do you think all these other hybrids were born, like Wendy and stuff? Now that's a great question. I I think that. Because I, I, at this point, we're, in, I, I, we're born in hospitals, right? At this point, I think I'm feel free. I'm free to speculate like anyone else because I don't think anything from the book is going to yeah. necessarily have to do. I think it's going to be kind of like what happened in Why the Last Man in the book. Mm, is that okay? It was that it was like a chain <laughs> reaction, atmospheric that just was instantaneous, and I think right. that whatever like. The virus you... that they were working on, which was supposed to like you know go into people and like make them not get sick, and the lady gave herself and it made her sick. Um, I think that are the maybe go ahead. Are, are the hybrids global? I think so. Or are they just around the Pacific Northwest? God, that's the tough thing. Question. The tough thing is we we know that this is all taking place in like Oregon, Washington area, Wyoming, and Colorado, yeah. We've seen maps that show where the sickness has gone throughout the whole globally, states. except for like Florida. Except Wasn't for Florida. it like Florida? Oh, yeah, that's right. But but is the is the hybrid thing also spreading as fast? I mean, we don't know. We we don't know. We we don't because we it's don't. weird how they're like correlated. Like they have the same point of origin, but they're not necessarily tied together. Right. I, we get the perspective that we get, which is like Gus's perspective or, or bears, or, or we don't get to see that we've never been given like a shot around the globe or like, like, Oh, everyone at the Eiffel tower is sick. And Oh shit. Now there's a hybrid baby at the great wall of China. Like right. 
the standard <laughs> shot to show you that it's worldwide. No, I, I, I totally picture them like this show would totally have like a hybrid in a beret with a baguette of bread <laughs> and another hybrid wearing a kimono and <laughs> somebody wearing a Cossack hat. Like, yeah, it would, right, th- right. that's how on the nose it would be. That, that's how they would show you. But, but the-, the thing is, that's that's the pacing of this storytelling. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like, you need to understand where we are. So here is uh, uh, a moose with, uh, you know. Antlers. A, ru- a Russian hat. <laughs> <laughs> a I don't know. Double decker bus full of hybrids pops out. And, uh, they walk across Abbey Road, and uh, <laughs> that's the goofy shot. So, so my my thought is that like we have in this lab, we have Gus, we have the sick, the sick, and the whatever the factor was that they took that Thacker, which is Gillian's ancestor, took from Alaska, which is not the Arctic or the Antarctic, which is where I thought it was. It's you know right. actually. It's on the same continent, and I think that the the hybrid, whatever it is, um, mutation, like it's spreading on the same viral vector as the sick. So when you get pregnant, I imagine you get pregnant with a human baby, and then when you get you get exposed to the virus, the human baby mutates into a hybrid and comes out as a hybrid. It's like a daywalker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like Blade, like Blade the Daywalker, of course. Uh yeah, it's really interesting. It definitely feels like nature is trying to fix the planet. Yeah, for sure. And which is exactly how Pubba actually tells it to Gus. And that's one thing that I enjoy about the show being divergent from the book. Is in the book. Pubba is like a crazy Bible thumping, um, uh, xenophobic sort of person. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you don't go out in those woods, guess. Get off my property. And in this book, it's more, he's a much more reasonable person, but he still does try to instill fear in Gus to try to keep him safe, tell him that mm-hmm. the whole world is on fire outside of the fence and that yeah. only bad people are left. Um, and that's another thing by watching the early episodes, you can see Gus's progress as he's learning how much Pubba lied to him. And it just puts into question everything else he thinks he knows about the world. Um, right. It's tough growing up in the woods with just one dude. And then you find out that your one source of information is invalid. Uh, I can't blame you, dude. That would be really shitty. Yeah. But you were talking earlier about uh, Bear and Big Man's relationship, which I really enjoy how that where that's come. And how they mm-hmm. both sort of said to each other, I was going to get you after I got Gus. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gus's priority, even even when it came to them going for their pit stop. It's like, right. It's like, you'd be back here. You're, you're not going with us. Um, yeah, I really like Big Man. Um, it, it was fun seeing him sort of sit in Pubba's chair and it was definitely right. too small a chair <laughs> um and then uh but like like he's compassionate towards the kid but he's not he doesn't sugarcoat anything right he 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 treats everyone like an adult right and you have amy who treats the kids like kids and bear who treats them as younger kids than her one of one of (laughs) one of her like she right like there's definitely different sort of styles ways yeah ways of taking care of the kids i love that uh, scene between big man and amy when he finds out that she's sick where she he keeps trying to close the distance and she keeps backing away from him yeah he he, you know mistakenly thinks that she's still salty at him and i think that that scene was great and he played that so well like uh he's just brought a lot to this role I think and made it so complex nuanced can I I share one thing that I did not like about that scene or that what it led me to think so they're outside and we're all very you know pandemic familiar here correct Mm -hmm. and the the final trigger like oh she has the sick is she grabs her her handkerchief or whatever and puts it over her mouth 
outside where there's free airflow and everything like that. And he's, you know, still some distance away, but on the bus where it's all enclosed, the airflow yes. is, she's just yes. breathing free. And again, it doesn't take away from the moment of the scene, but it's like, well, why the fuck weren't you wearing your bandana in the bus? Like, right. Yeah. They're not, they're not yeah. doing it how we know how it works now. No. I mean, I feel like she's also sitting in the back with the windows open, so it's not getting up to. Yeah, maybe. But I, I understand that. My yeah. my concern with that was when she put her hand up to her mouth, um, all the kids on the bus are going to be able to figure out what's going on. It's not just not very subtle. Yeah. But, but so she'd um, rather did... put Big Man at risk to let their kids have an extra day? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, she didn't. So she made that choice. It's. I mean, it's it's fiction. It's okay. But I'll then she basically she told them all what's happening, right? That's clear. That's very clear. And the fact that she's telling them like instructions for how to live their life after she's gone, like always, if you fight, don't go to bed angry. Tell each other you love each other. Right. She didn't really. T- I mean, she didn't say to the kids this because um, we get that moment, which is kind of nice. Uh, where we don't have to sit through another scene of that, watching uh, Amy and Wendy talking like about this. Yeah, I like that it's just Bear <laughs> and, and Rhino. And Bear Rhino. and Big Man just looking up and knowing what the moment is. And right. like we all know that's a difficult moment for her. Like, we don't have to see it. We understand. It's like a visual thing. Oh yeah, um, the, the, the whatever dialogue they could try to write to write that scene and then act it out would not. It would be tougher to have the same impact that they already had just by doing it economically. Right. Like that. Right. And and just seeing the look on Baron Jep's face is enough to tell you, like, they know how hard it is. We know how hard it is. We don't need. We don't need any more than that. And it's it's pretty red. Yeah. Um. Ryan, you mentioned uh, Kyle XY earlier. Yes. That's who it is. Jordan. Yes. Jordan. Now, we left Jordan. We left Jordan where he was confused. Yes. By Bear's actions. Yes. And he he is a person that thought one way. And Mm -hmm. we left him in a spot where he could possibly be thinking a different way. I have a feeling... In this episode, while Jordan is gone, that the people, he might show up with the people from Factory Town to swoop in and take out Abbott. Oh, like he went and got reinforcements. In the last, yeah, look to the east. (laughs) (laughs) And and Jordan will be there with with people from Factory Town because the people of Factory Town were lied to. Were lied to about the cure. Yeah. And you know what? I that's the who I was thinking of earlier was Jordan. So I could see it going like you said, or yeah. I could also see it be that we just never hear from Jordan again. Which, but I, but that's what they like want that. you to think. That's they right. want you to be. You're you're not going to introduce this Jordan character. I just let him and have go him in away. like two episodes and right. not have a right. plan for him. So I have a hunch. I have a hunch that U Haul is going to come in and and and. Oh, by the way, I'm also racist. Sorry, Barry, I didn't racist. tell you that. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but do you, how about this? Do you think his hatred for Abbott outweighs his hatred for the animal army for killing his father? I feel like that's a bigger motivation. I think he's going to show up and and, and take now that he knows, yeah. is it going to be? Is it going to be sound of music? Is he Rolf? Will he show up with his crossbow point, pointed at? He's part of the last men now. Yeah. He's with Abbott's men and he's pointing the the gun at all the hybrid kids and uh, Bear. He does not Bear. blow the whistle. Yeah, he oh, well, he does whistle. blow the whistle, doesn't he? But Rolf, but he hesitates enough to where uh-huh. the Von Traps get away, right? Isn't isn't that the whole thing? Well, I mean, they mostly get away because the nuns disable the, the Nazis' cars. That's so good. I have sinned. Oh, that's such a great. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. I like when they do the sinister, uh, so long farewell. Like when when he shows oh. up. Yeah. I want to. You, you guys know that. Scene I, I think I'm. I'm thinking he might be the Rolf. He's, okay. he's going to pull a Rolf. 
You know yeah. that scene yeah. in play um, the piano and talk to Kermit the Frog. Right? <laughs> right. Sorry about that. Two, three, four. Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that scene in Hot Shots Part Two? where yes. they're going down the river and Charlie Sheen's narrating and then Martin Sheen comes the other way. I want to see a scene of Bernie driving with her Polaroid of Gus and then here comes Linda Hamilton driving with her Polaroid of herself. <laughs> too, too strong. I, you were, I love you in Wall Street as they say to each other. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I thought you were going to say with uh, James Brolin because we didn't get him this episode. No, yes, no, I was wondering episode. if that was the is this the first time we haven't had a narrator? I believe so. And, but the, I think the reason is clear is because we had to have Bertie as the narrator, um, right? But uh, that was that was interesting. I've noticed. Right. I was telling uh, Harmony that, I, that lately I've been noticing that the narrator on, on Sweet Tooth is like the Sphinx from from Mystery Men. Gus, Gus knew oh. that he had to go forward if he was ever going to go back. <laughs> it right. it does feel like they were stretching to find things for him to say and that's the reason why i thought he wasn't present in this episode is like ah we can't fucking come up with anything uh, cut, let's cut just it. skip just, it just cut but it but you're jordan. right that it was because there was another narrator but jordan's the narrator oh fuck uh that's when no, amy that. broke my heart i still think i still think the the final episode we're gonna see james brolin with the antlers at pubba's talking to little hybrid kids like it's a preserve i think it's going to be deep roy they're going to pull out and it's going to be deep roy and he's the (laughs) one who's been the narrator the whole time oh jesus christ (laughs) have you watched that have you watched that recently or you just how did you remember that i because i did because i mean because it's me because i did And that's the story you just heard. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And it was narrated by me, Deep Roy, the whole time. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with that movie? I it's like better it. than Alice in Wonderland. That's, yeah, not a, but... that's not a necessary bar. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, if I had fuck? to choose one. Yeah. You know what kills me the most? What? You know what kills me the most? What? Is that it wasn't supposed to be Johnny Depp. Who was it supposed to be? Hatter? It was supposed to be Michael Keaton as Wonka. Oh, oh that would have been great. Right. Huh. Like super intense and like and how unnerving? much better? Yeah. How much better would that have been? Like I, I the set design and stuff is not it's fine, it's Tim Burney, whatever, but like yeah. that it changes everything. His it absolutely. literally changes everything. Cause because Wonka in the book, I feel like has a closer vibe to michael keaton than than even gene wilder the the choices that depp makes the characterization of that character is so off the wall it's there's nothing like that it's so bizarre <laughs> but there's but a I reason you, why but i feel it's like it's not he, something what? that people want <laughs> like that's the reason why it's the one of the kind thing right Right, but yeah, it, yeah. There's a reason that no one else has ever done that because it's it's bonkers. It's not good. <laughs> but uh, I want to. I, I, I want to like be the... in that dimension. I want to be in that Spider Verse where it's what's Keaton? Keaton, Michael Keaton. Yeah, bring me back up. a DVD. Region one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Give you a region two one. Jesus, <laughs> God no, damn it, it, Ralph. <laughs> Well, I don't have anything else on my notes. I will say that there's a shot that happens sometimes that I hate. And it's when a, someone's driving and we've got the overhead shot and then it pulls a 180. So the car is like upside down. Upside down. I uh, hate that shot. I missed that. It I didn't happen. They, they narrowly averted it. It was like getting ready for it. But instead, we sort of went sideways instead of 180. But it's, it got me. It got me so. So there's the shot of the of the bus. No, it was this, was it a car? Was it? I don't remember. But it was the shot from above, yeah. Of the road tracking a vehicle. Um, I was just waiting, waiting for it to come to a fork in the road, and just <laughs> lingering on that shot of the fork in the road. Why? It, but it should actually it comes it comes to like twenty forks in the road antler style. Ah. <laughs> it smells sweet tooth. Get it? it smells out sweet tooth. It sweet tooth. <laughs> well, this was fun. Just fun. I, I really. Can't, I, fun. Can't, 
I can't wait. The next one, I, I'm really looking forward to it. The Ballad of the Last Men is the last episode oh. uh, of this season. And I, I'm, you know, we've got all of our, everything set up. I don't know what we're going to get out of Singh and Ronnie. I don't feel like they're going to be part of any sort of like confrontation at the cabin, which is going to be like the main set piece, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm really looking forward to see how it, it all shakes be... out. I mean, I can see seeing being sort of like a like a, a post credit type of a scene, uh-huh. an epilogue where he finds because um, I don't party. know what season three is going. I have no idea what season three is going to be, so I'm curious to see how they what they set up. Um, I, I I can't wait. Um, are we going to? I mean, I feel like is it going to be the Battle of Endor? Or are we going to see some goofy animal? Yes, Action. absolutely. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. They're going to take up the, the last men with tripwires and pine cones and shit. And and Bobby's going to do the Tarzan yell. <gasps> Lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> I'm calling Lock it. it in. <laughs> That's the prediction. prediction but I mean, I want, I want Bobby to drill little holes and make traps. And I want the, the, the bird girl to be up in the trees and have some sort of net or... You know, yeah, a, I don't net, know a net gun. <laughs> a net gun. Up on the trees. I'm fine with, with Bobby trail. digging holes. I just don't want him to pop up like the gopher from Caddyshack and, and shake his head. To, dancing to Kenny Loggins. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Can I just bring something up? Because this you is. You absolutely very can. You absolutely pertinent. can. Um, uh, Bobby found some potatoes. Yes. yes. Potatoes. And there was an episode of Painting with John this week that was released that was called Potato. Um, uh, if you aren't watching painting with John guys, do yourself a favor. Um, I, I can't recommend painting with John anymore. Uh, uh, I would say even more than Detroiters. Where, where is it? Uh, I, I just, there's something, there's something about it. It is, it's, it's, um, it's relaxing. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. And like John Laurie's worldview is so unique and so comforting and uh i just absolutely love it (laughs) i love it so much um uh i I can't i can't recommend it enough uh i was was john on max a a really big fan of the fishing one like yeah it's very different it's very different um very different from fishing with john because fishing with john was like sort of a punk version of a fishing show. Like it was fishing Mm -hmm. with people who didn't give a shit about fishing. And it was mostly them just talking, uh, uh, painting with John is him alone in his South American, like shack, like cabin, Mm -hmm. um, where he like lives now. And he just paints and he just talks to the camera and like his, partner and i believe some sort of caretaker uh are are there is the only other people on the show it's 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 really bizarre Hmm. and i think he had some sort of sickness or something but but it doesn't really come through but he he's definitely got views on the world and he discusses it while he paints and he doesn't teach you a thing about painting this isn't a painting show like you're not it's not bob ross it's like if bob ross was like a burnout punk from the 70s i don't know how to describe it i mean again like watch one episode you'll understand what it what it is but it's got that bizarre sense of humor where it's like he's just he'll go into a story and like you're like you're like you, you're gonna be like I know halfway through I'm gonna realize this story's complete and utter fucking bullshit. <laughs> but it's such a I can't describe it. I can't describe it. But it's back for season three. It just started uh, a week ago, and uh, um, there's a whole episode where he tells this story about being in a summer camp and escaping, and they survived <laughs> off potatoes, and it's it. Uh, that was the whole episode was 
it, it was about uh, essentially potatoes and but i i can't i cannot describe it but i think it's the perfect thing to watch like when you're ready to settle down and right, like a, if, a when cool you're tired day. of watching something full of noise uh-huh when you're done watching uh transformers rise of the beasts oh, um, transformers I give is it back like, like three out of five stars on that one it was okay okay did it already come um, out yeah, I saw it yesterday. I had no idea. Um, Bumblebee's great. Good. Is he, uh... I, I liked I liked Bumblebee the movie so much that uh-huh. I went and saw this one. That's why I went to see this one because Bumblebee's terrific, guys. Have I told you about Bumblebee? No, please do. Don't Does he paint? I, watch it. Does Bumblebee what? paint? I don't think he paints. Does he ever end up talking, or is it always still that same shtick with the radio? He talks at the beginning. Ah. But when he comes to Earth, um, he gets into a fight with like Starscream or some shit, and it looks like the Transformers we knew when like the eighties. Uh-huh. Um, tears out his vocal cords. Uh, that's that, uh, that, and so that's he gets a he gets a he gets a radio to tunes the radio to talk. But you do hear Bumblebee's voice nice. in Bumblebee. He befriends a girl country. who's he befriends a girl who buys her first car, and it just oh. happens to be a Transformer. <laughs> it's it's so gotta happen funny, to somebody, dude. dude. That movie is so eighties. So she's a high diver. the The high schooler is a high diver. Sure, sure. In, in high school, but then yes. her dad dies. Oh no! And she stops high diving. She's like, I can't do it anymore. I'm giving up hamster style. <laughs> exactly. Well, at the end of the movie, oh shit. spoilers. Oh, does she have bumblebees like? Bumblebee's like drowning, dude. Oh no! Next to this giant pool with a crane. Oh no! Guess what well, she has to do to save the day? Even, she has to. She, operate, to she operates the crane, right? Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she fixes the cable. Um, it's actually Fraser uh, Crane. <laughs> I, I highly, highly recommend Bumblebee, guys. Uh, but um, not Transformers. The, the the new Transformers, okay. But um, uh, 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 but. Painting with John, given an episode. How, get, how long is each get, episode? Probably like 20 minutes. Okay. I didn't know if it, because based on what you were saying, I didn't know if it was like a seven minute episode or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. I was trying to see the runtime of the last, of the last episode that was just about potatoes. It seems short. And when I, the new feature of Max is when you click the progress bar, it tells you how many minutes are left in the program. But does not tell you how long you've progressed. I have not made the transition yet. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. but I hear, but, uh, I, but I hear but it's terrible. That's Ralph's recommendation of the week is painting with John. Painting <laughs> with John. Ba, 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 ba. Well, I gotta get going. I think. Yeah, we've covered everything we need to cover, especially yes. watching fishing or painting with John streaming yes. on HBO. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank All you. Right, thank you. Fun. Job, Looking man. forward to the finale next week. Yeah. yeah. Be good. See if I could wait till Sunday to watch it, but uh, I might yeah. have to watch it sooner than that. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Well, thanks guys. Uh, try back to scream me on Hula. Uh, Speak for yeah. yourself. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs>